perspective, knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue. Here's Dr. Ken Harris and Denise Thomas. You are listening to The Truth Segment on WTMJ 620. Happy Sunday. I, I cannot believe that it is already... September 17th. Isn't it we weird? We are in the Burr month. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it weird? Like September, yesterday October. It was, it was Valentine's Day yesterday. I, I'm with you, Dr. Ken. Mm. This, this year, just like for some reason, the previous five years have just flown by. We are in the Burrs. The September, October, <sighs> November, oh December. Because the Burrs indicate that <laughs> the Burr months, it's like <laughs> we're wrapping up. So what do We're the months? January, February. The beginnings, new beginnings, uh, new starts. Uh, it's cold. Why are you saying, huh? Why did you cold. do that? It's cold outside. Ain't no new start when it's cold. It's cold, but it is. Well, I can't say that because, you know, living in Dallas, it's not. It's usually around <sighs> 70 to 90 degrees, <sighs> depending on. There she goes again. <sighs> Just kicking me what? while I'm down, kicking me, pow, pow, pow. Dr. Ken, just because I said mindset of R. I'm going to say this once, and I'm going to be done with it. <laughs> yep. I am a black woman. I did not inherit wealth. Most black women in this country between the ages of 35 to 50 and older, no, I won't even say that. I'll say most black women in this country over the ages of 40 did not inherit wealth. I work hard for mine. So whatever I have, I don't apologize for. And yes, I uh, reside in Dallas when it's cold in Milwaukee. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say. Rub it in. That's all right. Period. Put a period on it. I'm just reminding. So I I want to. You have a dream. Go ahead. Yes, Dr. Ken. If you want to what? I want to go back to these. Um. Three kids that are missing, the, the, the uh, foster kids that are missing in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They walked out of school um, on Friday at 221, walked out of Benjamin Franklin School, and they haven't been seen since. And so the police are investigating. Um, District 5 Lieutenant tells WISN 12, that's where we're reading this from, WISN.com, Benjamin Franklin School staff reported the children missing just after 3 p.m. According to the MPS website, the school dismisses at 2.25 every weekday. And police say the children share a biological mother. Um, They said that the kids may have left school because they wanted to be with their mother. Um, The kids are in the foster system, and they say that they... While the police can't release any information, you know, they don't have cell phones. There's no way to track them. They have no idea where they are, and they are constantly looking for these kids. They're still looking for them as of this afternoon, this evening. So, Oh, my goodness. My my heart, that, that breaks my heart because when three children are missing since Friday and today is Sunday, yep. that, that's not good. Because no, my, not. My, my concern is... What are they eating? Where are, Where they? are they resting? 
Do they need any medication? Are any of the kids sick? And, and we're, we're we're talking about what, a what, what, eleven, what, ten, and seven year old. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what that's, I don't appreciate, and I don't know if this is factual or not, but on the I want to be careful on how. So basically, in addition to the facts that you share, there's another allegedly fact that says that the Milwaukee Police Department does not believe the children are in danger. Why would you say that? Because normally in these instances, um, it's, hey, the kids are missing. And we went and checked on mom and mom is missing, too. Mom's never been missing. Mom keeps in touch with the family t- keeps in touch with the foster care system. And now but how do you know the kids, the kids aren't in danger? The, well, how can you make a statement to say yeah. that mm-hmm. we do not believe the children are in danger if you don't know? Because okay, let me ask you, this. you don't want to start. Were, you don't want to start a a citywide panic um, based on information. You but the don't kids, but the, the kids might be in danger. Well, they know information that they're not releasing. Okay, now that helps me because yeah. I'm like, uh, my my feelings are if you make a statement that indicates that three missing children mm-hmm. under the age of twelve, eleven year old Cedrion McCautry, mm-hmm. Mercedes McCautry who is ten, right. and seven year old Cedronique McCautry are not with their mothers, are not at home, have not been seen since Friday, and say that they do not believe, the Milwaukee Police Department does not believe they're in danger, I would rather you just not say that at all, because we don't know. And to me, it diminishes the severity of the situation. I get what you're saying, Dr. Ken, but at the end of the day, if if those were my kids, whether or not we know that they're in danger, mm-hmm. they're not with me. Oh, they're sure. They're not at home. Sure. And they're under the age, they're, they're at a very vulnerable, and so don't say that, that we do not believe that they're in danger if you don't know. Well, I have a problem with that statement. But they may know, they just may not release it because there's, there's well, an investigation. Well, just don't say anything at all. Okay. Don't say that, they, just don't say anything. Don't say whether or not you believe they're, just don't say anything because any human being that is a law-abiding, tax-paying, sane citizen, when they hear that kids are missing, they're going to be concerned. They're going to be like, okay, let me see what I can do. Let me see what they look like. Okay, what are their names? But don't say, oh, by the way, we don't think they're in danger. As a parent, I would be very upset if my kids were missing and the police department said, oh, we don't believe they're in danger. But it depends on the information that they have. It depends on the investigation that they did. That there are Dr. King, you didn't, you didn't other, you, you're not listening to what I'm exactly, saying. I'm hearing what you're, you're saying. I'm not from, agreeing with what you're, you're saying. You're speaking from a law enforcement. Well what else would I speak from? I'm saying as a parent. Spe- okay, that's fine. But I'm you're a parent. a parent. No, I'm a parent. Speak too. from a father's perspective. No, I'm speaking through the perspective that best tells how I feel about the situation. And I believe that having additional information that's not released, and I've been in that position, there are times when, for instance, let me give give an example. Kids left, they left 2300 block of West Nash. 
right? They left. They were they were seen leaving the school, walking together. Um, they were Cedrion and Mercedes, black T-shirt, black pants. Uh, Cedronique had on pink shirt. So they're seen walking away. Their their demeanor. No one's around them. No one approaches them. I'm sure they passed, you know, door. What do we call those those door video things and all that? So they've they have a decent understanding that the time of day, people that probably said, "Hey, I saw them walking," and they walked around the corner, or they went here, or they went there. Right. So there's a lot more information that's not being given. But it's leading the police to believe that they weren't abducted. That's all. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. For all of our valued listeners out there that happen to be parents, as a parent, if your 11-year-old, 7-year-old, and 5-year-old left school on Friday and are still missing, would you or would you not appreciate the local police department issuing a statement that says, quote, we do not believe the children in danger. Please let us know. Again, the old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. This sounds like some Denise Thomas music. <laughs> what does that mean, Dr. King? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, the, are you see? saying of a younger generation? Well, yes, yes of, of a course, younger generation. I am boring. I am younger than music you. that is stolen from an older generation. Yeah, that kind of music. <laughs> oh, no, that's not me then. I come from the 90s. I'm a 90s. I know that's right. 80s and 90s. I know that's right. I heard something interesting yesterday, and I and it literally made me stop in my tracks. And I thought, huh? They said that, and I can't remember the source, but it basically said that, based on America, the best decades were the twenties and eighties. I could see that. And I thought, yep. Well, of course, you know, I, I I can't speak on the 20s, but I thought, let me think about the 80s. You can't speak on the 20s? No, that's right. No, you didn't pay attention in history. Okay. I wasn't. Yeah, you're right. Disregard. Well, it's not fair for me to speak on the 20s <laughs> because outside of, you know, being educated, I didn't live in the 20s. But I thought, let me think about the 80s. So I was four through 14 in the 80s. And I, you know, I mean, I was a child. It was my formative years. If I had to vote on the best decade of my entire life of existence, the knee-jerk response would be the 90s. The 90s were amazing in every aspect. I ain't touching Economy, that. performing arts, music, culture, yep. yeah, thriving, being that. an American, being, yeah, for me, it was the 90s. Yeah. And I was, let's see, uh, 15 through, yeah, 15 through 25, 26 in, in the 90s. And, and, I, and I think what, what, what happened, especially because I grew up in the 80s, is 
right after the recession in 76, 77, 78, as things started to get better, um, it got a little worse when Reagan came in office and then he put policies in place in about four years later, like midterm in his presidency, it started moving up. And I think one of the most, um, one of the most smartest, one of the smartest things that Bill Clinton did is Bill Clinton went, hmm, I see where this is going. I'm going to ride this wave. And so Bill Clinton did a phenomenal job at controlling the economy, ushering in the Internet, all those things that the 90s was just. You know, the smartest great. thing that Bill Clinton did, President Bill Clinton did, was perform live on the Arsenio <laughs> Hall show playing his saxophone. Think about it. No other yeah, president ever. Ever showed that side of the, and I was like, because he was the first president that I voted for, President Clinton. So, so let me ask you this, and I know we got to go to break. Do you think it's okay for for politicians to pander? The Joe Biden, Charlemagne the God, you know, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Uh, Hillary Clinton with no. hot sauce in her purse. Hot sauce, so- no. That kind of, th- and and it 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 seems to me that that politicians, regardless of who they are, regardless of what party, don't really understand and get that when you do that, it's it's offensive. I I so here's the thing: growing up in Southern Indiana, I know we got to go to break. When President Clinton performed playing his saxophone. Mm-hmm. At that time where I was in my life, I found it to be impressionable in Refreshing. a positive way. Yes, yes. Fast forward to your point when Madam Secretary Hillary Clinton was running for president and she was on The Breakfast Club, which is a predominantly black radio station in terms of their listenership, as well as when President Joe Biden made the comment, if you don't, blow, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, you, you, you got, you're getting too comfortable. Right. And you don't know what it's like. And to that point, to your point, Dr. Ken, the word offensive is definitely appropriate. And it's actually, a, to me, a form of cultural appropriation. <laughs> because when you're, when you're, no, here's the thing. When you're no, white, I, I, I you didn't already think about have, it like that. You're right. Yeah, it's, but when you're white, whether you believe it or not, you have a privilege. Not based on your social economic status, not based on what school you graduated from. You have a privilege simply based on the color of your skin and the texture of your hair. Yep. And when you have the ability to turn it on and turn it off whenever you feel like it, when I, when I say turn it off like, oh, I'm going to be on the breakfast club with a bunch of black people. Let me relate to them. And then you leave and you're like, okay, now I'm going back to being, it's, it's disrespectful. It's offensive because I don't have that privilege. I can't turn on and off my blackness. So that's a great question. And the answer is if you don't know what it's like to be a certain race, don't imitate it. Don't, don't, don't make it uh, comical or commercialize it because it is offensive. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. (laughs) 
You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. I think it's a pretty slow night Super because the Packers lost. And I think people are drowning their sorrows in... in um, What's the what's the going beer? I know all the beers people don't want to drink. Corona, how's that? I don't know. I don't drink beer. So who did the Packers who did the Packers play today? They played the Atlanta Falcons, and they lost by one point. In Atlanta. In Atlanta, they, they in lost Atlanta, by one and point. they lost by one point in the last two minutes. Okay. Well, I I made a public announcement last last week on the truth. The show that I co-host with Telly Hughes, truth be told, every weekday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 101.7 FM, I made the announcement that I am taking a break from being a Bears fan. You have to. And I bring that up because it has been so exhausting. <laughs> now, and you know what, Dr. Kent, let me just say this. The ultimate reason why I am taking a break from being a Bears fan is why because... Is I have officially come to the realization that the Bears owners take full advantage of loyal Bears fans. They know we'll show up. They know we'll buy tickets. Yep. They know we'll travel. Yep. And yet, it's the same thing year, or I won't say year, season after season after season after season after season. We're terrible. And I don't care what anybody says. You can have a whole roster of professional athletes. You can have coaches. You can have a general manager. You can have a president. You can have, the owners are the ultimate decision makers. And the owners of the Bears have consistently shown us that they don't care. Nope. Because they know that regardless of who they have on the roster or at the frontline office, the fans will show up. And I am telling you that if every Chicago Bears fan, I can say because I've been a loyal, 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 dedicated Bears fan for not as many, long many, as many, me. many, many, many years. Not as long as me. Because you're not well, as old as me. I've, I've been it. And <laughs> I will say this. I, The Packers, over the past 30 years, have had how many quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Two. I'm not counting Jordan Love because it's a new season. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And they've won Super Bowls. They've had MVPs multiple times within Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers. Now, you, now let me ask you this. How many quarterbacks have the Bears had over the past 30 years? Like 12. Exactly. <laughs> and the fans just accept it and accept the fact that better. we've It'll literally had – 12 different – think about that. You've had 12 different quarterbacks and you still haven't won a Super Bowl? I'm out. It'll be better. I'm out. It'll be better. So, yeah, I announced officially that I'm taking a break from being a Bears oh. fan. I've been – it's it's now at the point oh. now where it's uh, traumatic. Oh. Because I, I was at – You're only two games into Sunday. the season. Like, really? I, no, I'm, I am literally – if I I, I – I say, you know, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> Because usually what I'll do is, because I'm commerce-driven, I'll take a spreadsheet in Excel and look at all the money that I've spent on tickets, on traveling, on hotels, and all that, and just 
I literally have purchased, based on what I've spent being a Bears fan, I could have owned a nice house. Juicing up your car, electric if car you look to at a, out of if you look at a tw- Yeah, if you look at a 20-year <laughs> fixed mortgage and the amount that you would pay, I, easily I could have had a house messing with the Bears. So, Bears, I wish you the best. I'm out. <laughs> until, until y'all can win some games and treat your fans yep. like you really care about your fans. Yep. Because the, the Bears are obviously taking taking full advantage of the fans. Think about if every Bears fan did not show up to a game. They'd still play and I still make you, money. I bet you. No, they would not. TV. TV rights. Here's the thing. If you don't have any fans, then nobody's watching the game. If you don't have anybody watching the game, who's going to sponsor the ads? And if you don't have any sponsorships, then you don't have a game. So, again, Bears fans, boycott. You've kind of thought this through, haven't you? Oh, because I'm a very, very strategic person. Mm. And in the words of the Green Bay Packers, the Bears still suck. And I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All I can say is wow. Back to the truth on WTMJ. I think Denise really is done with the Bears. Did you hear hear what Evan said? No. Evan said that we've had 20 quarterbacks. No, no, no. Over the past? No. In the 20s, plural. Like 20, three, four. Exactly. (laughs) Sell the team. Okay. Sell the Bears, please. I I think you had something in your heart where you were trying to say, it was just 20, right? Oh, you said 20s? Yeah, so it was 20. Like, no, it was. There is no. There's. There's no there's no <laughs> argument, there's no debate. It is common sense. Say how you really feel. Sell really? the team. Aww. And by the way, just so you know, Aww. the Bears lost today. Yep. We're we're zero and two. Yep. Oh and two. And guess who we lost against? Who? Tampa Bay. Mm. Don't get you know what? Let's change the subject, because now I'm starting to get mad again. I'm again? so Did you ever not, were you ever get, not mad? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to use a word that would get me in trouble and and, re, and get the license of good color brands revoked. So Yanked. let's just change the subject. They'll be like, moving on. They'll be like, what license? <laughs> right. But it's but but it's interesting to see, um, and it's interesting. First of all, and, and something I wanted to talk about now that we have like less than a half hour left, the the ability for students. For name, image, and likeness, I think is a phenomenal. People that are these purists about college games makes absolutely no sense when basically they are literally making millions and billions of dollars off of players. And when they get hurt, they dismiss them. They lose scholarships. They lose everything. And so for you to go in and say, instead of me going to the pros, I'm going to go to the college and make some money. I think the lowest paid name image and likeness person was like like in in, in the top 10 made 1.2 million dollars i love it so As they should absolutely and shout out to J- to jalen rose and chris weber for you know as much money as they made for the university of michigan and did not get one penny as a matter of fact they they've been very public about how broke they were yeah i think is it i think reparation is due for for definitely jalen rose 
uh, Jawan Howard and Chris Webber. Actually, all the players of that that John or excuse me that the Fab era Five, of, yeah, the Fab Five, yeah. And I gotta pay to eat, but the coach gets paid for the shoes I wear, the patch on my mm. jersey, the color this, mm. the socks, the everything. But yet, I get nothing because we want to keep the game pure. And then you know what, five what minutes after me, I Dr. graduate, Ken? I get a $59 million contract. So, yeah. What got it for me was when, and I can't remember which documentary, I think it was the ESPN 30 for 30, but mm-hmm. Chris Weber was talking about how they were playing in a tournament in Chicago. And you know the big Nike store on Michigan Avenue still exists today. It's been there for for decades. And he said that he was walking by that store on Michigan Avenue. And he had $5 to his name. And he went and bought like a, a hot dog, famous Chicago hot dog. But he said as he was walking past the Nike store, he saw his jersey number, mm-hmm. Weber. And I, I think his number was four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was four. Saw the, the jersey with the number four, Michigan, you know, blue and yellow. And he saw people, like, just buying his jersey. And he's got – can you imagine that, Dr. Ken? Think about it. You have $5 to your name. That's it. Yep. Indefinitely. And you see people, fans, going into the Nike store on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, paying $100. And you see, like, 50 to 100 people. Buying your jersey and you got five dollars to your name. That's when it hit me, Dr. Ken. That's when it hit me. I was like, Yeah, this system is not right. Yep. And so I'm glad that they have the NIL. I'm all for it. It's it's basically called a return on the investment. And it's also for me from a business standpoint, paying what you owe. Commission. If you can pay a professional player based on how they played in college without ever having played one down of football, one bounce of a basketball, and one hit of a baseball before they get there, you can do the same thing for somebody leaving high school going to college. Or if you really want to go there, anybody who's like, wow, they're in college. Aaron Rodgers, $75 million guaranteed. This man just earned $75 million for playing football for four minutes. Yep. And then you have a problem with young college players. I ain't mad at They're out there. I am not mad at I'm not either. Because it's it's definitely, I mean, and it's it's went on for so long, Dr. Ken. So long where college athletes that generate just as much money for their team as professional athletes got nothing. And then we're penalized. Because, you know, the Fab Five, for many years, their national championship was revoked. It wasn't even recognized by the University of Michigan or the NCAA. Why is that? And, well, we know why, but ultimately, these, these, these young players didn't have any money. They didn't have any money. So, of course, they were going to accept money. It's like I'm out here practicing every day. And, and don't get me wrong. I get it. There was rules, and you can't break the rules, but... From a, a just a theoretical, logical standpoint, why would you think that they would not accept money 
from booster clubs. Right. Which is when the NCAA why you use allowed the booster. Right. Which in the NCAA <laughs> allowed allowed these players to be broke five dollars yep. to their name yep. while they're making millions of dollars yep. based off the same players that they're saying no 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 you can't you can't eat. That's all I'm saying. And then look at so again if I were Chris Webber, Jawan Howard, or Jalen Rose, I'd be like, see. Because they didn't sign a non-disclosure. I'd be like, see, I need my reparation. I, I probably would file a lawsuit. That's true. Just like, just like all the But I'm the sure the statute of limitations men. are over. I get it, but I'm saying, like, just like all the incarcerated men, and I was going to say black men, because the majority are, that are serving 20, 30, 45 years in jail for selling marijuana right. that's now legal in right. a number of states. But that's, yep. that's just me, Dr. Ken. Yep. And we're still arguing about me. whether or not we're going to do medical marijuana where a doctor prescribes it. That's just strange mm. to me. Mm. <sighs> Eight five five six one six. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then you have a certain. You, then you have a certain uh, demographic of people who drive drunk. Oh, that's okay because you make slaps it here. on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I don't know if that's true. You do get to drive seven or eight times before they actually like do something about it. So now, Doctor Ken, you know, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there with you because you I'm already gonna, know. Because I've arrested my 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 share of people for OWI. I was gonna say you already and know. wouldn't think twice about it. it. it yep. The math is not mathing when it comes to DUIs versus we no having two ounces of you know marijuana yep. in your possession. That's what I'm saying. Very true. She's Denise Thomas. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to The Truth on TMJ. This is The Truth on WTMJ. You are listening to The Truth segment on WTMJ 620. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It is Sunday, September 17th. It's been quiet today, but I get it because my understanding is that the Bears, excuse me, Lord have mercy, the Packers. Them too. Them too. The, the Packers lost yep. to the Atlanta Falcons by one point. It Man, was a heartbreaker. It was know, a heartbreaker. Because, you know, the game of football, you know, you score in either threes or six plus, you know, of course you get the you know the field goal, you get seven. So whenever you lose by one, that hurts because it's like, man, we just got like this field goal or if they would have played this, we got this touchdown. It's not like basketball. Basketball, it's like, okay, you know, you got twos and threes. In football, when you lose by one, that hurts. So I, I feel y'all Packers. I feel you. So here's here's what I think. I think we need to sweeten the game, right? So if I'm down the two minutes and I get, you know, I'm 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 losing. If I have at least two timeouts, I should be able to forfeit my timeouts and you give me an additional five minutes on the clock. Like I should be able to buy time to make the game more exciting. Like the way they did I, baseball. I, no argument here. They sped up the game because they told a pitcher, hey, dude, yeah, or do that. You got to pitch within this amount of time. 
like this three and a half, four no, hour games for here. nine innings is this what it, no, that's not what we're doing because we need to make some money. So here's what we're gonna do. You have to pitch X amount of times. And and if you don't pitch within that time, you get a bulk or you get a this or you get a so I, I think I, I think it would make it exciting. Again, I am a former Bears fan who's on who's on timeout right now. <laughs> you are not a former so Bears you, fan. You're just on timeout. You're taking I'm a just, break. I'm, I'm just angry. That's all. I, I don't like to be angry. And there's a lot going on in, in the world right now that's making me angry. I'm so I'm just trying to be very, very selective with how I manage my peace. That's all, Dr. Ken. Oh, okay. It's, it's serious. It's a lot. I know. It's a lot to be human right now. So so you gonna get mad at me if I tell you we gotta take another break? No, I promise I won't get mad. You you you, you actually promise yeah. Let's take a break. All right. Welcome back to the truth on WTMJ. That sounds like bear losing music. Trust me. At this point, any any diss or insult to the Bears is, is right. Well, is well. Yes, I have deserved. nothing to say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That that watching. So what I what I usually do in the evening, you know, before I lay down to sleep, I and this is before I pray because after I watch it, I usually have to pray. Um, I go through the highlights for the week's games on YouTube, right? So they have like three or four minutes. You can sit there and watch the major plays and the scoring plays and all that stuff. I'm not going to watch the Bears. I watched the Packers today. And I still think they could have won that game. But the Falcons running back was just he was phenomenal. He just today. he just he just got the ball and just just did like a Walter Payton, didn't it, he? It was Man, it the, was, the days of the greats. Yeah. Didn't he? I can't you know, we had, you know, Devin Hester and Yep. Man, we used to have some really key yep. running backs and man, I miss those days. Yep. And now we just got don't sleep on good running backs because it's one thing to have a good quarterback, even a quarterback that's, that can run as well as throw the ball. But when you got a good running back that could just take it and just go, you know, 80, 90, 100. I think Devin Hester one time ran, what was it, a like kickoff 63 back, like yards? A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I love football like that. Yeah. That's what gets me, Dr. Ken. That's what makes the game just like the the excitement and the adrenaline and just seeing somebody just do things that, that you don't think yep. are human. Yep. When you watch a Bears game, it's like <laughs> I I literally I promise you, Dr. K, I'm not even exaggerating. I thought that I had went back in time and it was at my son's because my son, you know, he started playing football when he was five, which was at that time flag football. That's what I thought I was watching. I was watching a flag football flag game football. at Soldier Field. Wow. And I'm not even going to repeat how much I paid for those tickets, but obviously with me <laughs> proclaiming my strike from the Bears, yeah. Hey, yeah, I love, hey, you could save some money to go take a flight somewhere now. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I love good football. That's why I love the fact that Coach 
Deion Sanders as just changing, oh yeah, changing the game for college football and the Colorado, uh, you know, college football organization. Even, even though smart. it took two overtimes. Well, he negotiated. The thing I love about him is that the people that he's bringing to the games, and then he negotiated in his salary. He gets a percentage of ticket sales. Right. The glasses that he wore that he was being chastised by the um, Colorado State University head coach, mm-hmm. the sales over the weekend increased by <laughs> $1.2 million. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's – I yeah. want to be a part of that. Yeah. Being a part of the Bears? Now, that's an influencer. Womp, womp, that is an influencer. Exa- now, that's an influencer. Well, you might you might need clothes to wash your car. You, you could use a Bear jersey. You could, you could I wouldn't even do that, clean, Dr. King. I'm so mad toilet. at the Bears right now. They're not toilet. even worth rubbing. <laughs> their Georges, their jerseys are not even worth touching my car. <sighs> my goodness. Period. Say how you really feel. I I bought my English Bulldog Ernie a Bears jersey. <laughs> and this was before the loss last Sunday. And I put it on Ernie. And I promise you, Dr. Ken, Ernie did everything he could in his power to take that jersey right off. And he think, was trying to tell symbolic? you. He saw the future. I, I was going to say, is this prophetic? <laughs> is this a prophetic? Like, what's he telling me? Yeah. We're done. Oh, my goodness. We're I'm done sorry. for a while. We're taking a big time out. I'm sorry. The Bears, and I never thought I would say this out loud because the Packer, the Bears still suck. Yeah. And it's going to be that what way as is? long as they have the same owners. It, thank you. Would you say it louder for the people in the back? Because I've had this debate, and they're like, oh, owners don't dictate. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is the root cause. They set their payroll. And if your payroll is $15 versus $15 million, that's what you get. I'm not even – I had the debate with Tony Smith on on the uh, Truth Be Told show Mm -hmm. last Monday. Just play it back when you get a chance. I shut him up real quick. I said, okay, let's let's just analyze this. Who makes the decisions on who who makes the plays? And he's like, the coach. I said, okay. Who hires the coach? The GM. Who hires the GM? The owners. Exactly. And how many coaches and GMs have we had? Yeah. So, Packers, <laughs> I wish y'all the best. Bears, we still suck. And I guess we'll be following the Packers. Yes. Two people, Bear fans, who are now following the Packers. And you can follow us and get ABC News at the top of the hour. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. Denise, as Thanks, always, Evan. appreciate you hanging in there, holding down the fort. And um, it's good to see you. I'll be back next week. I don't know if we're back next week. Are we back next week? All right. We'll see you next week. We might see you next week. Who knows? You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. God bless. Take care. I'm out.